0: Studios. This, this is after nine with Scott and Kat.
1: Hey now. Hello. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the crazy city council in Cambridge? Do you want to talk uh, about the the four different investigations infecting our prime minister? Do you want some polls? Do you want some leap day shit? You tell me, Kat. I, <laughs> There's uh, a lot to get to in this episode of After Nine. I think, uh,
0: well, you know what? I think it's, I want to talk about those Cambridge bullshit.
1: Let me do the story. Yeah. It's, it's This is a beauty here, guys. You know, I, I think generally speaking, people have just about had enough of certain things being thrown in their face. And here's the latest. Cambridge City Council has now approved the future Cambridge rec complex, and the topic remains controversial. Revamped designs for the building's pool, change rooms, and washrooms were presented to councillors at the meeting on Tuesday night. It's now a universal bathroom instead of a male-female change room. There's also an open-concept shower for swimmers to rinse off when they get out of the pool. Now, there will be some private shower stalls. The meeting was very contentious, but it was approved, I think, with a vote of 7-2. to two. Seven maniacs on Cambridge City Council... want to have everybody showering and changing in the same place universal bathrooms not male bathrooms and female bathrooms they say there will be some private stalls that you can go and change in and they're hanging their hat on well you can't see anything behind the door so it's fine it's not fine.
0: No, it's not. I mean, my, per, okay, so personally for myself, is, and I'm looking at the photos, they're draw, they do like a little drop. I think people know how this works to kind of show you what it's going to look like when it's completed.
1: It's an artist rendering.
0: Yeah. It's a little rendering of the thing. Fine. Whatever. Um, I, I don't know. Like, listen, as a mom of two little girls, I, I take them to swimming lessons. I would absolutely not be comfortable with this. And here's the reason why. I also have attended, you know, many different places where there's dressing rooms, like a gym, for example. Right. So sure. There's pools, there's gyms, all kinds of places. And there's not, there's a no shortage of people who find that to be a safe space to just walk around naked. And that concerns me. Yeah. That concerns me as someone with children. Um, I don't think it's considered old school or old way of thinking to think that way. There's still gross people out there. And the fact that this is such an open concept scares me. And I would not bring my kids here, like period, the end. I don't understand why we can't do it the way that there's a lot of places that have it done in that we understand how it works. There are fathers taking their little girls to swim. There are mothers taking their little boys to swim, and and there are people who who maybe aren't comfortable in one or the other. For that, there are separate spaces. With this large design that they've created with this one universal bathroom area, they could have easily put three bathrooms in, male, female, and a little universal one, too, or family bathroom, or I guess whatever, however you want to put it. Uh, I'm Sure, I don't necessarily always use a universal bathroom when it's there. I, I don't. This gives people
1: no option but to. So where's the option for people who aren't comfortable with this? I'll tell you what your option is. You can shut up and take it. Because these, these people that are on city council in Cambridge think that they were elected to implement their ideology. And as I've said many times before, you know, we focus on the federal government, they're liberal. We focus on the provincial government, they're conservative. Nobody pays attention to the political leanings of local municipal governments. And I think we really need to start because shit like this really puts into perspective the, the ideology that's coming out of some of these people that are in charge of our tax dollars. If you live in Cambridge and you're as outraged about this as some of the people were that showed up at the meeting, I, I think you should refuse to pay your taxes. They raised your taxes again this year, and part of the reason they did it is so they could build this travesty. What was so wrong with having male bathrooms, female bathrooms, or a universal option? Cat had a perfectly reasonable compromise. They want people showering, like young kids coming out of their swimming lessons with some fucking guy that's just trying to swim laps. And can
0: I say public bathrooms in general with kids is already one of those places that you have to be careful. And I've seen multiple, I've heard of multiple occasions where there's males awaiting little girls going into the bathroom or hoping for it. Like all these gross things that we have to be scared about to begin with. You're just opening the door for more. And yesterday at the meeting, you know, someone got... um, had, was removed from the meeting for saying the following. Can I read the, what one what, what of the residents has said? Tell me what you get
1: removed from a Cambridge City Council meeting for.
0: And this, by the way, is an article by the CBC, so I have to credit them for this. Uh, and the resident's name, uh, Kitchener resident, is named Janice. She says, You offer the universal open area for males, females, and children to change and shower together. Part of the process of grooming children is establishing a connection, isolating a child, testing boundaries, and all of which counselors you are providing opportunities for. So it was then Mayor uh, Jan Liggett did stop the presentation and had her removed from the meeting. Because say. she
1: dared to say anything that could possibly be construed as they're grooming children.
0: Um, it, it's a possibility, right? We're not saying that that's a for sure But my God, you're opening the door and making it a lot easier.
1: Uh, Use your common sense, everybody. You know what's going on. on. You know this happens. You know what they're doing there is completely wrong, and they're trying to normalize it. It's not normal. I don't care if you have your bathing suit on when you do the post-pool rinse. It doesn't fucking matter. You have adults changing with children, and it's going to lead to problems. Not to mention, nobody should be forced into that situation. Now, maybe you can make the argument, well, you weren't forced to go to that rec center. Our fucking tax dollars paid for that rec center. Yeah. Anybody should be able to use it. And you're under the guise of, to make it more inclusive, you've made it very exclusive.
0: For a lot of other people. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is at one point is all this inclusivity, equal exclusivity for some people because everyone can't agree. But that's why I think it makes sense to put in multiple, put in multiple change rooms slash bathrooms. That's it. Um, the counselor who's, whose ward, this will fall on ward seven Scott Hamilton had the following to say. Do you want to hear what he says? Oh,
1: I can imagine what he has to say mm-hmm. about it.
0: He's proud of it. And oh, I I'm quote, sure he and is. And I quote, I'm proud of it.
1: What's his story? What's his backstory? What's he been up to?
0: Okay, I'd I don't like know. to know here's, more about him. Okay, here's what he says. He says, I understand where those fears are coming from because we all want to protect our families. I feel they're misplaced and I don't feel they're accurate. You can't see to the floor. You can't have someone look over the ceiling. You can't have someone stare through the crack and... And there's lights on top of the doors. I assume that means to show if someone's if it's occupied or not.
1: Yeah, and and that's how these these people will try and justify this. I apologize for interrupting you. By the way, you had more to read. That's okay.
0: There's just a small. So he says I'm. He continues to say I'm proud of it. I think the staff have done a tremendous job. I think it's gorgeous. Uh, But it's a testament to the fact that we appreciate everyone in our community, regardless of who they are, where they come from, or how they define themselves. Sounds like you actually don't give a fuck who has something to say.
1: He doesn't give a fuck. Um, The fact that they're throwing dissenters out of the meeting, Jan Liggett should be ashamed of herself.
0: Yeah, like, and you know, it's, I've met these people, I've met them, I don't know for sure if I've met Scott Hamilton or not. I've, I've met some of the city councillors in the past, whatever, nice people, but we have to consider all of these factors here. And I think there's a lot of people, This is there's so much pushback here. So it's incredible to me that this that this went through. I thought for sure it would just be thrown out after this, but a 7-2 vote. And by the way, it's Karis Matt from CBC News who has that article, if you want to look it up, because I do want to credit her for collecting all that info.
1: Well, let's talk about that for a second. And by the way, if you're listening outside of Cambridge and thinking, oh, wow, Cambridge sounds like a, a crazy place, don't think that because this could happen to your city. This is going to keep going and going and going until somebody stands up and says, enough's enough. Now, they're trying to hang their hat on. Uh, Counselor Hamilton here, is that his name? Yeah, Scott Hamilton. Uh, it's okay. You can't see under the door and you can't see over the door and there's a light to tell you when someone's in there. It's just the area.
0: You know, it's a general, pl- like I said, like go anyone who's been to a change room of any kind, and it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female, do you not see people who are slightly inappropriate that maybe... Don't understand or can't. And those are just adults, right? Now, now we're bringing kids into equations. Yeah. Like this it, is
1: a place designed you know, to attract children and families. It is. It is. You know, on the GO bus in Burlington the other day, a uh, guy in his 30s was arrested because on a GO bus, he pulled out his pecker and started masturbating and touching female passengers on the bus while he was doing it. Yeah. People out there are sick. Just because you have a door doesn't mean they're not going to find an excuse oh, to open the door, to open the door. That's all oh, it takes. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot my, my keys or yep. I forgot my towel. Yep. Oh, I came out and my towel slipped and the people saw my penis. Nobody, nobody, nobody should ever be in that fucking no. position. The fact that they're doing this is sick.
0: I don't, sick. I don't like it. I, I I don't know. I urge anyone to try to give us a point that makes sense here. I'm I, again, I'm still shocked. That vote was seven two. I don't know. Uh, well, I'd love to know what else is happening behind the
1: scenes. Yeah, I'd like to know the backstory was, of these people honestly, that, like, that think this is a good idea. I what, don't know. what are you up to? I'm
0: just curious. I'm just curious. I wish and, and I wish I had followed it sooner than now. I knew about this complex, but I had no idea about the, the change rooms. And when I did find out, not long ago, I knew there was a vote and I thought it would go, uh, go away. I thought common sense would prevail. Because to me, it's, co- it's common sense. You want to be inclusive, then give everyone a safe space. You're not giving everyone a safe space here. That's
1: bullshit. You've excluded them. You're
0: literally not giving me a safe space and I would not take my kids here.
1: No. Nobody. I don't know. Period. I I don't know any reasonable parent, protective parent that would. Yeah. Who would send their kid into this situation? I I don't get it. it. it's shocking to me that this happened. And if you are a taxpayer in Cambridge, you have every right to be livid with Contact this.
0: Contact your counselor and ask them, if, find it if they voted first, because obviously there's a couple of counselors that didn't. And I'm sorry, I don't have a list of who voted what. I don't have that in front of me.
1: I don't think they even publish it anymore, to be honest uh, they with might you. Not, I don't think they want people to know. Ask your counselor,
0: ask your counselor if they did and ask them if they did approve it. Why? Give me the reasons. Give me the reasons why why this is a good idea. I do, I, I, I please, I implore you if you're living in Cambridge right now.
1: You know, I would have been thrown out of the meeting. For saying that this is ridiculous the way I just did, based on the other person that got thrown out, for making a very valid point.
0: And for the same price, you could have made three fucking bathrooms. It's crazy or four make- if you want to make like individual stalls. Fine, make a couple individual family ones, one universal. You-, you could have done that with this amount of space that I'm seeing here, based on what I'm seeing. For probably the same amount of money, maybe it would have cost a little more.
1: So anyway. Here's another facility that your taxpayers or tax dollars are paying for. And and again, you feel excluded. Many, many people are gonna feel excluded from using this very expensive and already over budget rec complex. At what point do the taxpayers have a recourse to say, you know what, I mean, I voted for this guy. I don't even know who the fuck he was, but I voted for him because I liked his sign or his name sounded neat or something. That's typically how people get elected to municipal councils. Nobody really knows much about them. But now that we do know that this is the sort of shit they want to impose on the, on the people of their city, mm-hmm. we really, really, really need to focus on two things. Electoral reform and recall legislation. I.e., if you can produce enough valid, bona fide signatures... Council gets dissolved and we go to an election instantly. And that's got to happen at the federal, provincial, and municipal level because there's far too many of these governments that are getting elected doing completely radical shit. And then the people who have to come in after them and clean up the mess either get uh, stuck with a massive bill to Mm re-renovate the place and do proper bathrooms or... They just have to carry on with the the nonsense that's been created. Somebody should be able to recall these people now, force an election right away, replace that council if that's the way the electorate decides to do it. Maybe the electorate's in favor of it. I mean, I'm pretty good at reading the room, and I don't think they're very in favor of this, but maybe they are. People should have their say on stuff like this. Just because they were elected years ago does not mean that they have a the moral authority to impose shit like this on people. It's absolutely wild i don't know how many more ways i can say wild or crazy mm-hmm. it's uh big news coming out of foreign affairs today kat they're going to reimpose the visa requirement on mexicans in response to a massive spike in asylum claims was it january we talked about this i think it was january yeah. we were talking it wasn't, about this.
0: that wasn't that long ago
1: how did it take until now oh and by the way in case you're thinking oh it's the government they're slow they like to think about these things and study all the angles they're, they're making the announcement pretty much as we speak, and it comes into effect tonight. This is something so important that it's going to come into effect 12 hours after it's announced that if you're flying to Canada from Mexico, you either need to be a citizen, permanent resident, or you need a visa to come here. Hmm. Now that's going to dramatically help out the the problem we've got with asylum seekers. People from Mexico never used to have a claim. This is something that Justin Trudeau brought in when he was elected. He changed what Stephen Harper had in place and took away the visa requirement. Well, now we've got all these people that probably don't have a valid claim. Apparently, we don't approve many Mexican asylum seekers. So they're flying here anyway, and while they go through the process, we're giving them debit cards, and they're staying at far nicer hotels than any of us can afford to stay at. The government pays for our asylum seekers to stay in hotels or wherever they have to put them, and and they're, they're living pretty high on the hog, put it that way, mm. compared to what they were experiencing in Mexico, or for whatever reason, maybe they're trying to get into the U.S. via Canada as a permanent resident or something like that. It, it's... I don't know how it went on this long. This is the correct decision. They're right. They should do this. It just never should have been changed in the first place. And why are we changing it now after tens of thousands of people have already come here? The horses are already out of the barn here, people. Yeah. Another one. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's crazy. Uh, Two scientists at a high-security lab in Winnipeg have lost their jobs after reviews found they failed to protect sensitive assets and information. A newly released report shows that Jiang, Chu, Jiang Go Chu and her husband, Keating Cheng, were escorted out of Winnipeg's National Microbiology Lab in July 2019. This is just a few months before the pandemic.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And then subsequently fired in January 2021. Health Minister Mark Holland insists at no time did national security secrets or information that could threaten the security of Canada leave the lab but calls for information to be made public have been opposed by this government. Do you remember this one? This is the one where they actually sued the Speaker of the House to prevent documents about this lab from getting out. And what I can't figure out now, I'm really not sure, is did we know that these fuckers were up to something? Apparently they were trying to ship Ebola to Beijing or to China. Well, it sounds sketchy. Yeah, I mean, everything about this doesn't sound right. So, okay, all right. So we've got these people that were clearly up to some pretty shady shit and no one was allowed to know anything about what happened, why they were fired, what their connection was to China, who these international students were that got brought in from China to work with them and then left and went back to China. We don't know anything because it's been kept from us. We have no idea what went on here. And frankly, I think out of all the scandals that are going right now, this one is probably the most outrageous. Is there any chance that COVID originated in Winnipeg and we shipped it to China and then it got exported around the world? Is there any chance that these scientists that were working in a Canadian lab were consulting with Chinese government officials? Is there any chance that, no, it wasn't just that somebody fucking ate a bat from a wet market in Wuhan.
0: Well, and we already canceled that out, right? I mean, the invested people who are investigating this already canceled that a while ago.
1: Exactly. What is going on here? And why have we not been allowed to know? And good God, I hope that's not, this is not the case.
0: Well- I hope that theory that that's what's happening is not true because- By God, I don't want to get blamed for anything else. The speculation. Canada virus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The speculate. Wait till Trump gets reelected. Yeah. (laughs) That shit's going to happen. He's going to build a wall between the two of us, though. I I apologize to China. It wasn't the the Wuhan flu or whatever it was he was calling it. What did he call it? China
0: virus. I think, didn't he call it the China virus?
1: The China virus. Oh, and he called it the Kung Fu flu as well.
0: Oh, that's
1: what it was. Oh, good Lord. It was actually the Winnipeg flu. Well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. We We have to speculate because we don't know. And frankly, it's crazy that we don't know what went on here. How is that even possible? This is a massive worldwide scandal involving scientists from Canada or that were working in Canada. And this is all what's happening. So the theory is that they have been desperate to cover this up, the Public Health Agency of Canada... Because it would be a massive embarrassment to them.
0: Well, of course it would. No, is the WHO investigating?
1: Well, I don't think the World Health Organization, they, I, I don't think they were all that upset do that COVID happened. This gave them something to do. It justified their existence. It made them very well. <laughs> so wealthy. we don't
0: even trust them to investigate even if there is an
1: investigation branch or something like that. We don't trust that shit, right? Well, that's an interesting point. Who does investigate who shit anymore? It. You've got the RCMP who admits it never even crossed their mind to talk to Trudeau about criminal stuff that may have happened around SNC-Lavalin. Who's in charge of investigating now? Because the people who are supposed to be in charge, it didn't even cross their mind. Where's all the ombudsmans for this shit? That's a, a good question. Where are the ombudsman? The worldwide ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to do one more federal government thing, but I'm going to save it because I want to get this one in first. President Joe Biden's doctor says Joe Biden continues to be fit for duty after conducting an annual physical that will be closely watched as Biden goes for re-election dr kevin o'connor says biden is a healthy active robust 81 year old man who remains fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency o'connor made the conclusions in a six-page memo on the president's health following a physical that took place at walter reed national military medical center for more than two and a half hours you ever had a physical that lasted two, two and, a and a half, half hours? hours?
0: Would they put him on the treadmill like in those movies and shit with that mask <laughs> on for a while? It's like, like like 50 cent in the club like in the beginning of that. I was <laughs> uh... just watching him do shit. <laughs> no, I'm sure it was everything, right? Cognitive testing. There's certain things that take a while because they'll make you do something. And for memory, they do this with Alzheimer's testing and dementia testing as well, I know. They'll do some tests with you and quiz you on things. And then they put it down and put it away for a while and come back to it a little while later to see how much you can remember. So I do know there are some long-standing testing when it comes to the mental stuff. I don't know how much physical stuff is involved.
1: But. I, I don't even know if they tested his mental acuity. Oh,
0: so, oh, this was just physical health?
1: It was a physical. Interesting. So, I mean, I would assume. He's a
0: very large scrotum. I mean, I don't know.
1: He probably does. I'll bet you it's down to his knees. I'll bet you it is. Okay, so...
0: Fuck, I think Octavia just gagged. They they, they probably just gave him time in between tests. That could be a lot on an old man, I think.
1: He's 81. How do you come to the conclusion that he is a robust 81-year-old who's fit for duty to execute the office of a United States president? How does the doctor even know what goes into being president? Yeah. Let me give you an example. Do you remember way back in the day, people were asking questions about Donald Trump? It was, it was revealed that he was drinking like 15 Diet Cokes a day. <laughs> That's right. And the guy's fat, and, and he doesn't look very healthy. And he would go in and get these physicals, and the doctor would come out and say, the president is at peak of physical course. fitness. Of course, yeah. And, and lots of people on the left, very, very, very quick, To say, that's bullshit. Anybody with a set of eyes and ears can tell the guy is not the picture of physical fitness. But then keep in mind also that doctors getting paid a decent amount of money. Oh, I I just got a a note from Octavia. The White House claims Biden doesn't need a cognitive test (laughs) as president. (laughs) Sorry, that's hilarious. And apparently Biden says, I look too young. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Listen. Those people who shit all over the doctor who gave Donald Trump his physical, you have two options now. You can either admit that all of these presidential physicals, we're not getting the information that comes from it, if we're even entitled to it. I mean, that's their personal medical info. I think the public just wants to be assured that the person can do the job. So either you guys have to admit that these presidential physicals are really just theater and they don't matter. Yeah. Or you need to apologize to the doctor who said Trump was fit for office because not a single person can look at Joe Biden and say, there's a robust 81-year-old with no cognitive issues whatsoever.
0: How many 81-year-olds have you even seen? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> but what I would say is, why isn't there an automatic cognitive test? You'd, you'd, I mean, I don't care. Like, Biden aside, it doesn't matter who you are. I think if you're running for the office, if you're run, if you're leading a country, Period, point blank, just like you do, just like we've said when it comes to car driver's licenses, when you hit a certain age, I think you should get tested every now and again. And Maybe we should throw the same thing out there for presidents or prime ministers or whatever.
1: I'll bet you Joe Biden couldn't even pass a driver's test right now.
0: I'll bet you he, he doesn't, ha- doesn't drive, right? Uh,
1: no, he, drive? He, he has people that drive him around. I yeah, think. I know
0: he has people that drive him around, but did he, like, on the side when there's time? Like, Cat. Scoot around something?
1: Two years ago, he was riding his fucking bike and fell off I of it. Know. He falls going <laughs> up the stairs. I mean, uh, let's go. Here. But this is what
0: I mean. Like, he is, he's he's an old man, you know? you got We gotta, I think that it'd be it, everyone's right to have the leader of their country get a test, is all I'm saying, cognitively.
1: Do we, the public, have a right to know about their health? Like, let's say, for example, they were in there with Biden and they said, ooh, a little touch of dementia coming in here. This is an issue. Like, your family doctor would tell you that and say, here's how we're going to treat it, blah, blah, blah. Do you think the public has a right to know, though, if the president is diagnosed with a debilitating issue like that?
0: With something that will affect their ability to make decisions,
1: yes. This is a guy who has control over the nukes. He's got the codes. This is
0: what I'm saying. This is a very important role. You can't f- just fly past that and pretend like that's not the case. Now, if, the, now, if let's say cancer was involved, let's say there's someone who was running a country and they had cancer, but there's treatment for it and whatever. I think that that can remain private. I'm talking about when it affects your decisions or potentially affects the decisions that you make on behalf of an entire fucking nation. Hell to the yes, I think we should know.
1: The Canadian Civil Liberties Association, who does really great work, by the way, their whole existence is just to make sure that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is adhered to and that we all get to in equally enjoy the same liberties. They are warning about what they call draconian penalties being proposed by the federal government in targeting online hate. The Executive Director and General Counsel, Noah Mendelson Aviv, Says she sees significant liberty issues throughout this bill, as well as problems with the proposal of a digital safety commission that would have sweeping powers to regulate the social media giants. She says she's concerned when it comes to hate speech offenses because of the difficulty in distinguishing between political activism, passionate debate and offensive speech. Now I think people have had a chance to digest, okay, they're bringing in this Online Harms Act. At first, on the surface, didn't sound like there were many red flags here. Then we started to learn a little bit more about the penalties that'll go along with this, and the devil is always in the details. Before we talk about what some of the penalties are, let's hear from the Justice Minister yesterday. This is Arif Varani defending the Online Harms Act. The other thing that's really critical to understand, David, is that people talk to me about freedom of expression. I'm duty-bound to defend that and always will. It is a charter-protected right. I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. But What I also explain to people is that right now, a lot of what you put out to the world and also what you receive in terms of your feed is being decided for you not by a government, but by a private company. That Mm -hmm. private company is making decisions behind closed doors. We don't know what decisions they're taking or why they're taking them. That will change by forcing them to provide a digital safety plan that exposes and provides transparency about the decisions they're taking that affect your and my free speech. Did everybody hear what he said there? He said, the government, not the social media companies, should have control over what you see in your social media feed. The government, should have that control via this new commission who's in charge of deciding what's hate. Deciding, well, was it hate or was it really in the form of a debate? Or was it political activism? This commission, which will be appointed by the government, is going to be in charge of that. He thinks right now it's very sinister. Facebook and, and, sorry, meta, and, and TikTok and X and all these other platforms are sitting around conspiring to do this, that, or the other thing. He thinks the government should be the ones making that decision, not the social media companies. To me, what that says is if they don't like the algorithm that people happen to be on or the way the algorithm is bumping up different posts for your feed, that the government should be able to manipulate that or order it manipulated. I
0: don't like
1: that. I don't think most people do. But let's go to, let's see here. Ezra Levant did a real good breakdown on what's in this Online Harms Act. And the Canadian Human Rights act that we have has banned discrimination against people based on gender identity or expression but this new bill s13 to the canadian human rights act now says that mere speech is considered discrimination if it's likely to ferment detestation or vilification of an individual or group that would be punishable by house arrest so broken down in plain and simple terms Even if you might or you are likely to spread hate speech, to discriminate, you could have a penalty imposed on you. Haven't done it yet, but you might or you're likely to. That's a real lot of power to put in the government's hands, and I don't – I can't think of a judge that would approve that. That would say that would say, you know what, I have a major issue with this, and I'm going to be speaking about it, and this is going to be my, the, the, the way I feel about it. The mere thought of it now, if you are likely to ferment detestation or vilification of an individual or group, you could be committing a crime.
0: Okay, so I thought initially, this wasn't about really, you, you could say something, it was you could do something. Am I wrong there?
1: No, even the thought of the speech of it all
0: Just the could sl- be
1: impacted here.
0: That's kind of messed up. Like, to me, totally fine. Just like they investigate a lot of people behind the scenes that we don't even know about until after they're arrested, right? Who could potentially harm someone. And there are, you know, that happens from time to time to time red flag for sure and we see these red flags people who are openly googling how to make a bomb and also have you know past arrests in in certain ways and are hateful yes please fucking lock those people up because they have a good pretty good potential of hurting someone i didn't know that this meant just saying something yeah okay interesting
1: it's going really, really, really far to the extreme. And I'll be honest with you. I haven't read the whole act, everybody. I can't even really give you my my honest opinion on yeah. it. But uh, some of the people that I, I read a lot of and, and trust to go through these things have flagged some pretty serious issues with the penalties. Hmm. I mean, house arrest is very simple. You are not allowed to speak to certain people. You'll wear an ankle bracelet. You're not allowed to leave your home or associate with certain individuals. There's a lot of different things that go along with house arrest. The thought that you could be placed on house arrest, which, by the way, is the same punishment we give rapists in some cases, because you might have said something offensive, derogatory, that might have been construed as hate speech, all these things. You can end up with a house arrest? Is Mm -hmm. that serious? Life in prison? is an option for people who actually do it and follow through with hate propaganda life a couple things need to happen here we need to take this out of the government's hands and we need to put it in the hands of responsible adults that can make decisions and at some point we're going to have to have very uncomfortable conversations We've all heard uh, everything going around surrounding the Israelis and the Palestinians. And there's many, many people who are pro-Palestinian, many people who are pro-Israel, and there's been some anti-Semitic shit going around that I thought would have fallen under hate speech. The police aren't going after these people for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. There's a lot of examples of how the law isn't enforced evenly. And in this case, do we want that government to give these police forces that kind of power? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or would it be better off to create a a true nonpartisan coalition of citizens and business owners and... That
0: makes more sense.
1: Representation from all groups that could be impacted. Let's have the uh, Canadian Association of whatever... Yeah
0: different backgrounds. LGBTQ are different races, different backgrounds. I, I would that's what I was gonna suggest. That's the exact thing I was gonna suggest for this. Because I don't trust government and I don't trust the necessarily, depending on who we're talking about, trust the people behind the behind the social end of it, right? The social aspect, the social media aspect of it.
1: Listen, there's a reason that Justin Trudeau has tried so many times to regulate the internet and to regulate free speech. He is constantly on this because he does not like the fact that people are waking up to a lot of his bullshit. He doesn't like the fact that people are waking up to a lot of the nonsense that's going on around the world. He considers that misinformation and disinformation, although I still don't know the difference between the two, but he always specifies Mm -hmm. misinformation, disinformation. You remember it during COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, if anybody dared to question the efficacy of vaccines, holy shit maybe under these laws, you would yeah. have been under house arrest.
0: And to be fair, I think that I would feel that exact same way, no matter who's in charge. I wouldn't want Mean Singh to do it if Mean Singh was in charge. I wouldn't want any of them. I would want that coalition, period, the end.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like we need a second look at me government Uh, yeah well we do (laughs) even more of those people the fact that this government hasn't taken a walk in the snow yet and i'll talk about that in a sec is kind of crazy to me they must see the writing on the wall and they're going down with the ship or they're going to enjoy their entitlements for as long as they can before they get thrown out of office But anyway, you're right. I don't want any form of government doing this. I'm just trying to figure out what a citizen government would truly look like. We're supposed to have a citizen government. We elect people from our community to all go to Ottawa and speak on our behalf. Mm -hmm. But these pricks that are up there are not doing that in a lot of ridings. So we've clearly lost the ability to regulate and govern ourselves. If we had an independent, truly independent, reasonable people with representation from everywhere Mm -hmm. i'm sure that we could come up with a common set of values yeah but it's not going to settle the problem of things like uh, if somebody is really pro-palestinian and they're calling for the the annihilation of israel and the destruction of the jews is it hate speech there's a lot of people in this country that say no that's not hate speech a lot of people feel it is hate speech So tough decisions are going to have to be made. Serious conversations need to be had. And it needs to be done with adults in the room that are level-headed, competent, and willing to think about things from all angles. That's really the way all government is supposed to work. It's just our government is broken. A class action lawsuit has been filed by Diamond and Diamond lawyers in Toronto. It is against York University and many other universities. Sandra Ziskin from Diamond and Diamond has been on the pod several times talking about this lawsuit. And we are going to get her on again for an update on it. But so you know, this is a lawsuit claiming that these universities failed to protect their Jewish students that allowed uh, anti-Semitic stuff mm-hmm. to go on and create an unsafe space. Uh, I'm really curious to see where this lawsuit goes and I think I think it's an important one to have.
0: And if you're still curious about it and maybe you have experienced something and you'd like to reach out to Diamond and Diamond, the link in their bio of their Instagram or you can go right to diamondlaw.ca will have all of the details. They're diamond under slash lawyers. On Instagram, but they continue to keep us updated on that and maybe next week we'll get a great update from Sandra on that along with a couple other topics that we're going to tackle right here on the after nine podcast.
1: I mentioned taking a walk in the snow and the reason I did that is because 40 years ago today, a little Canadian history lesson, Pierre Elliott Trudeau told Canadians, he made up his mind to step down as Prime Minister, while roaming the streets alone during a blizzard in Ottawa, but Those closest to Justin Trudeau, of course, his son, (laughs) we both laughed, are clear there is no chance he will repeat his father's frigid jaunt, metaphorically or not, and decide that it's time to go. Mm -hmm. Trudeau has repeatedly dismissed and even mocked suggestions that he's going to step down. But let's be honest, there's a lot of parallels between Pierre Trudeau and Justin Trudeau. The government was, had been in power for a while. It was an aging government. They were tired. They were down in the polls. Big economic problems. Inflation was making things terrible. And Pierre Trudeau finally read the writing on the wall and said, yeah, I got to go. My time is up. I, I can't do any more than I've already done. That's my time. Thank you, Canada. Wondering why the apple falls so far from the tree when it comes to Justin. I I don't get it. You'd think that any normal person could turn on the TV for five minutes and say, Yikes, people are not happy with this government. I thought because he was so, he loves the parody, right? Like when he goes around doing sunny ways, sunny ways, that was a thing that his father used to do. He's done a lot of things that his father did. He—it's almost like he's trying to emulate his father's legacy, but with a modern twist. The only thing which could lef- be true. Could be the only thing left to do to truly emulate your father's reputation, Justin, is do the walk in the snow. It's historic. It was today, 40 years ago, and say au revoir,
0: <laughs> which he won't do. He won't. His ego seems—I don't know. Listen, I—I I don't remember at all his father in office. I was way too young for that at the time. Definitely not paying attention to. Anything political. Uh, But uh, from what I've heard, yeah, there are a lot of similarities for sure.
1: I meet a lot of uh, people. uh, What's the best way to say this? There's a lot of people, and again, another similarity to where we are in 2024. uh, Many people who came to Canada back when Pierre Elliott Trudeau was in power. There was a big influx of immigrants at the time. And maybe that helped him get elected. Maybe this massive influx of immigrants that we've got right now is to help Justin. I don't know if they're going to vote for the sitting government anymore. But back in the day, people were so grateful that they were given the opportunity to immigrate to Canada from Italy, Poland, Portugal, Czech Republic. The list goes on and on and on that they appreciated that this government, the Pierre Elliott Trudeau government, let them in, that they felt a loyalty to the liberals. And for 40 years plus... It's been thought that if you're an immigrant, you vote liberal because they're the ones who allow you to immigrate and have a better life. And I think Trudeau doubling down, and Joe Biden's doing the same thing with an open southern border, trying to get as many immigrants as he can into America. I think that that was the strategy, bringing enough people that— when you change the, the makeup of the country, you also change the makeup of the yes. electorate. Yes. And I think that was a strategy, and I think they're realizing now there's a lot of people coming to Canada right now that are thinking, yeah, thanks for letting me in, Justin, but the, the inflation here, no, I'll be voting conservative. There's Thank a lot you of, very much. There's a lot of people very
0: upset that just arrived, very upset with the government that we currently have. I've heard the conversations happening.
1: So. And last but certainly not least, I read this headline last night, and I honest to God thought it was a parody. If this had come from anybody other than uh, CTV or CBC or one of the more well-known mainstream news outlets, I would have thought they were kidding. But they weren't kidding. As it turns out, when it comes to the Arrive Scam app, the CEO of the company that won hundreds of millions of dollars in contracts was moonlighting. Not only was he the CEO of this revolutionary company that was going to save Canada, he also worked for the Department of National Defense. He was a civil servant who somehow convinced the people over at Border Services to give him 80 grand to develop an app. That, of course, expanded to $65 Now we're finding out it was hundreds of millions of dollars this company was paid. Mm -hmm. He was already being paid by the taxpayers. If you're the CEO of a company winning hundreds of millions of dollars in government contracts, I would think surely to God, you've got enough work at your day job at the Department of National Defense to keep you busy. But if you can operate this operation on the side and still get your government salary and pension at Department yeah. of National Defense, that clearly says to me, maybe we've got too many federal civil servants. Yeah, this is, this
0: is getting it more interesting by the day. And by that, I mean sad and depressing. Someone's going to pay us back. Taxpayers, I mean. I agree with you. Like, who, whoever scammed, because maybe it's true that the government was really the one scammed here. I don't give a fuck who it was, but give them money back. That's ridiculous.
1: Let's, uh, I'm going to play something for you now. It is Mark Cuban, and I know you're a big fan of Mark Cuban.
0: I like Mark Cuban.
1: He was on a podcast with, I think it's Logan Paul here. I haven't watched the whole thing. Oh, great. He was on a podcast and he was talking about social media companies. There's really no love lost right now between Elon Musk. And Mark Cuban. Mark doesn't like Elon, but Mark's also a prominent liberal. And Elon is the one who's championing free speech and calling out the government for open borders and many other things. So Mark decided yesterday he was going to fire back at some of the criticism that Elon Musk has given him recently. Listen to this. X is just such a cesspool now, right? Shit show. It's a shithole, right? You You can't win no matter what. Everything, like... Less and less and less less time. Elon fucked that shit up, right? Badly. He, he fucked that shit up. But you know, Instagram's still chill, TikTok's still chill, and there's other places, right, that aren't so bad where you can mess with people and have fun. Um, but you just can't do it on on Twitter. That this X conversation is is important because, you know, as the conversation around like real radical free speech continues to like carry on here. I mean, that's kind of what you have there. X thoughts?
0: uh well obviously like you said e- yeah elon elon doesn't like mark and mark doesn't like elon mm-hmm. i don't expect him to be like pumping them up in any way shape or form but elon, they're so immature about it though it's so amazing how a couple of billionaires can just be like little little kids at the end of the day yep. bullying and going back and forth whether it's on a podcast or whether it's on his own platform that being elon's ex Because he does it all the time.
1: Mark's very uh, opportunistic, eh? He knows his audience that he's talking to. If he's on a podcast with these two fucking jobbers, he's going to do things like, yeah, he fucked that shit up. He doesn't talk like that in normal life. I mean, when do you ever hear him talk like that? He's He's a very good speaker. And many people have said he will probably someday run for president.
0: Yeah, people believe it's going to happen sooner than later with the sale of the Mavericks more recently and everything. He's sold off a couple of things more recently.
1: I think there's a lot of people just waiting to see what happens in the next few months. It's entirely possible that Joe Biden does not even make it to the next election. And then they're going to need somebody to step up in a hurry with credibility to go after Donald Trump and try and stop it. In fact, I'm almost convinced. Joe Biden will not be a presidential candidate in November when the Americans go to the polls. I don't think it's going to happen. There's too many Democrats that don't want Joe Biden to be president for another four years, or they think they're going to go down in a massive defeat and they want to try and avoid that. So whether it's Mark Cuban, George Clooney, Oprah, Gavin Newsom or somebody else, I think one of them is probably going to be the next presidential candidate. We'll
0: see. I, I think a lot of people are hoping for that rumor to be true when it comes to Mark. Because if it's down to Donald and Joe, my God.
1: But I mean, listen to Mark and these guys going on and on about X. He ruined X. He he fucked that shit up. Did he or did he just level the playing field? Because for a very long time, there was a lot of people who felt that they were being silenced on X. They weren't allowed to say what they thought. You know, if you were anti-vax back during the, the pandemic and you dared say that on social media, the amount of shame you would receive was crazy. Now, of course, you can say that. You can say the shots never worked. You can say the government lied to us and no one's going to say anything. And I think people who were used to it being the other way and liked not hearing the other side now don't like X because they don't like that other opinion coming out.
0: I mean, I don't like X for different reasons. I, I think that there's pros and cons to both, and I don't think it necessarily has to do with, yeah, the freedom of, like whatever, there's certain freedom of speech things. I, I get that. I'm more so about, it's very, like they're very, a little more opportunistic, but you know what, so is Facebook in other ways, so Meta's really guilty. I, and if we're comparing them all anyway, I don't think anyone's perfect in any way, shape, or form, but it doesn't surprise me Mark says this. And Mark, by the way, I do feel like he's probably like that. I think he's like exactly like that. It's just, we're used to seeing him on shark tank and family friendly shit. He doesn't do things like this often. So
1: you think that's his real persona, not the persona that he portrays. otherwise? So
0: it may be a mix, but for me, that sounds more like a, this is why I think that he might be running is like, that seems more like a vote getting demographic thing. Interesting. You know what I mean? Where he's going to portray who he wants to, his side, whatever side of him makes sense in that moment.
1: Got it. One more thing. And it's an important one. We had this in what you need to know on our radio shows today. A new Angus Reid poll is out, and it says the number of parents opposed to vaccinating their children has grown a lot in the last five years. One in six parents now say they are really against getting their kids vaccinated. That's four times higher than the number of parents who held that view in 2019. At the same time, seven in ten Canadians polled are worried about rising anti-vaccine sentiment, saying it's going to lead to unnecessary illness. Mm -hmm. The poll also found fewer people support Mandatory childhood vaccinations in schools, which scares the shit out of me. This study comes amid a global increase in cases of measles. By the yeah. way, Brant County, Hamilton, two confirmed cases of measles, two more confirmed cases. One of them is in hospital at uh, Hamilton. Was it uh, Joe Brick? No, no. Hamilton's, uh, kid Children's Hospital.
0: Okay. Okay. Um- is it McMaster that's in Hamlet or McMaster Kids uh, Hospital, Children's Hospital?
1: Well, actually, you know what? It, it, I'm glad you clarified or asked because I do want to clarify – uh, Hamilton Public Health is urging anyone who attended Mac Kids. Yeah, That's Mac it. Kids. Yeah, I've been there before. They're great. Mac Kids last Saturday. Monitor yourself for symptoms. Brantford General Emergency Department had an exposure on Friday night between the hours of 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. They estimate 200 people went through that waiting room at that time. They are reaching out to all of those people to do contact tracing. Wait a second. This kid went into the hospital not feeling well cuz he had measles. He went in at 8 p.m. and didn't get taken in till 2 a.m. That's how it goes in this system. 6 hours? That's actually surprising and that's that was at the Children's Hospital? No, that was at Brantford General. Got it. They yeah, tra-
0: that doesn't surprise me then. He was you uh, spent the night transferred.
1: at Brandford General and they transferred Got him to it. Mac. Got Kids. it. Cuz I
0: was going to say if you go right to, if you think something's wrong with your kid, let me tell you right now, go to a children's hospital. Don't fucking bother fucking around. If you think something's actually wrong with your child, don't fuck around at the regular hospitals. Go specifically to a children's hospital, whether you're in London, in Hamilton. There's several of them, but do yourself a favor because sometimes they don't take any priorities there. But if you think something's seriously wrong, when it comes to the vaccination thing, I don't understand it. I mean vaccinate your fucking kids. Like I understand all the other things that maybe you, you don't do the flu shot for your kids. You don't do the COVID vaccine for your kids. Cause that's newer. Like I get it, but these are proven to work these vaccinations for young kids all the way up to the booster shot and then there's what? There's HPV after that and stuff like that and all those other things that come into play. Are those mandatory? I don't know. I don't even know. I'm yeah. not there yet with my
1: kids. I, I don't know the mandatory series of shots okay. for older kids, but I do know that the typical ones, the measles, mumps, rubella, I think we still vaccinate against like polio and stuff like that. We do, yeah. Listen, I... Uh, I'm right there with you. If you're skeptical, I absolutely hear you because COVID made me realize that our government will lie to us and gaslight us because they want us to take certain things. And, and COVID is a great example. Those shots were not tested enough. Uh, I, I have a feeling that somebody got very rich and I have a feeling it was intentional. That aside, there's certain ones that we've had around for years.
0: And different governments have been a part of it. This is not a one-sided thing.
1: Yeah, the people who are running Health Canada now who I have, I, uh, there should be, probably be an investigation there, especially now that we're learning what we're learning about the microbiologists in the Winnipeg lab. However, um, it wasn't the same Health Canada people that approved it. This was like 60, 70, 80 years ago mm-hmm. that those vaccines got approved. We can't live in a society where half the kids in school are vaccinated and the other half are not. Not with a vaccine that we know stops transmission. If you have uh, the polio vaccine, there's an extremely small chance that your kid's going to get polio. If you have the measles, mumps, rubella, chances are you're not going to get it. I mean, that's just the way the vaccines work. And I'm not a doctor. Maybe I'm saying the wrong things here. I'm fairly confident in the vaccines that are out there, but I'm very confident in the fact that if we don't have most people vaccinated, anybody who can be vaccinated, vaccinated, then it's just going to lead to an outbreak and mutations and then before you know it all of our vaccines mm-hmm. are going to be ineffective cuz now we've developed some new 2024 version of the measles and and then we're all catching it. Is
0: it a lack of education in some cases though? Like I wonder how often we talk about we talk about the new new Canadians or immigrants that are maybe don't have the same system as we do or does everybody have the same system? Like again, I don't know enough about it, but I'm curious If there's a link between that, if this is a case of, I don't know what this is about and I didn't grow up with this, I'll be fine, so my kid will be fine. Because really the kid suffers at the end of the day. I think we all, we are seeing that with these new measles cases. I saw an awful article and this was, this was well over a year ago. So it was not recent of parents who did this and didn't vaccinate their child young. And when they did get sick with whatever it was that I don't remember, they decided to go the natural route. So they just went to like a fucking fiddleheads and bought a bunch of shit and the child died. The child fucking died. So my mind can't, I can't wrap wrap my mind around what you can see as proof and evidence that everything's okay when you take these vaccines.
1: Those vaccines.
0: These vaccines. That's what I'm talking about specifically. Uh I'm not talking about all the extras. I told you there's extras, but I'm talking specifically about the vaccinations for your children, your, your young children that are mandatory to go to schools.
1: Right. Yeah. I, um, I think everybody should talk to their doctor about it. Sure, I mean, of course. But here's the problem, though. And I do recognize that this is a problem. Health Canada, who's supposed to be the the authority on this sort of shit, they're like the doctor's doctors. We all know what Teresa Tam did during COVID. And she, the, that woman has no credibility anymore. Mm-hmm. People do not believe her. It's amazing they haven't replaced her as the head of Health Canada for no other reason that people don't have any confidence in her. They don't have any confidence in Health Canada people. And in a lot of cases... They don't even really listen to their doctor when it comes to this shit anymore because that same doctor who's saying, yes, you should get these mandatory vaccinations, protect your kid, blah, blah, blah. Those same doctors also push that COVID vaccine on you as well. And now we know what we know about the COVID vaccine. So there's a lot of trust that's been broken here. And nobody seems to want to prioritize building back trust. And, and it, it starts at the top. It starts with Trudeau himself, it starts with the health minister, and it starts with Health Canada. We need a complete new set of fresh faces that are credible, that can come out and say, here's the actual data, here's what it does. Because people at the end of the day are common sense driven. At the end of the day, we all want to do what's right, especially for our kids. This is probably the right thing to do, but the people who are telling you it's the right thing to do have lied to you so many times that you don't trust them anymore. And and I totally get it, but... For what it's worth, my kids are vaccinated. Your kids are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Octavia probably is. And I, uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> nodding her head. Yes, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I, I just I really worry that if we get to a scenario where that many people are saying, no, I'm not getting the measles, mumps and rubella vaccine, we're either going to end up with a very potent 2024 version of measles, mumps and rubella, or there's going to be variations, mutations. And before you know it, we're all going to be catching it because the vaccines that we got when we got them when we were kids are not effective against new strains.
0: Correct. that, And that is how it works.
1: Got to go, everybody. Thank you, though, for listening to After 9. Happy Leap Day to anybody who was born on February 29th.
0: Aw, I hope you have a special, super special day today, and you get all the free stuff that's available. There's a couple things, I think, available, so go get them.
1: In the distillery district, if you can prove today's your birthday, between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., your meal is free. Perfect. There's a In the States, they're doing a ton of them. Like, if you were born on February 29th, you get a free cinnamon bun pull-apart from Wendy's and some giant crunch wrap thing from Taco Bell. It's great. You can just go from restaurant to restaurant, cash it in what's yours.
0: That's right. You should get four of everything too. Just (laughs) because. You should. Right? Right? That's fair.
1: Starbucks, if it's your birthday today, Starbucks should give you four free coffees, not just one.
0: Yeah, you'd be super caffeinated. Ready to go. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.